Welcome to the Deep Dive Podcast, where in this season, we dive into Stephen Bartlett's 33 Laws of Business and Life with me, Pamela Walsh, and the amazing... Oh, I'll take that, Pam. Thank you very much. <laughs> Sean Horn. Pamela, I am so delighted to be doing this with you. We have spoken about it for such a long time, I but I think it is really important that we start with our introduction. So do you want to go first? Okay, so I am Pamela Walsh. I am the founder and owner of Monarch Business Solutions. Um, my passion is business, but also self-personal development growth, which is why I'm here today, I think. <laughs> so my full background for business is in finance. I'm an accountant, um, but I also have a very strategic brain. Um, I have lots of experience in project management, in operations, and in just creating more lean and efficient, robust and sustainable businesses. And you do really, really well, can I just say, um, and that's how we've ended up here today because I'm kind of obsessed with you because we think <laughs> quite similarly. But uh, if ever we're on calls uh, in big groups, um, I can see you like leaning into the screen at the same time I am or biting my fingers trying to shut myself up <laughs> but uh, no it's amazing and um, for those that don't know my name is Sean Horn I'm a, I'm a business mentor it's always been like my side business actually um, I'm also a past instructor um, I work heavily in social media and my passion though is SMEs small businesses yeah. I tend to work with primarily women that's just worked out that way and making sure that they get the visibility that they deserve and need um, and giving them the confidence to do that. So as a coach, I suppose, it's the confidence piece and the support piece. As a mentor, it's information. Um, and I suppose my number one love is, is networking. And I'm the founder of the club Women's Network. However, I'm also a member of four other networks because I spend a lot of time connecting people with the right people. Um, and I suppose let's start with that. Because that's kind of how we met is is through connection. Yeah. Well, firstly, I was in Elite Pilates when I was living in oh, Douglas yeah. years ago. Um, I was, that was the first time I ever met you, Shan. But yeah. I, I'm a member of the club, so I actually joined last January. Um, because when I I started my business last November, and I always I remember seeing the club, and I was like, oh, when I'm better, when I'm more established, I'm not good enough for the club. Oh, yeah, and I I hear that from people now all the time. It's so funny, but you totally don't have to be like. That's why I love about the club. It's like it's a real proper robust network, but it's quite informal as well at the same time, you know. And you can do so many different like businesses at different stages of their business. It's it's you know, and it's really really great for collaboration. Fantastic. Love it. No, you can't beat it. And, I, you know, like you, you were saying, in fact, I just will tell people that we are starting to record this after jumping on to record this an hour and 10 minutes ago. <laughs> because when we get together, we just can't stop. And um, I think, you know, for me, like when you're starting out in business, it's so important to get rid of the fluff and mm. the misinformation um, that we watch all the time. You know, like I always, it always fascinates me that people say, oh, no, you, you must have such a great time working for yourself. It's the freedom of working for yourself, the flexibility. And I'm like, 
There is no flexibility. There's certainly no freedom. And if you have staff, there's definitely no freedom because you end up working for them for the rest of your life. Mm. Um, but if you do something that you love to do, it a doesn't feel so much like work and it's just a way of life, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Because I think when you work for yourself, you can't turn your brain off. It's like I'm li- like when I roll over three o'clock in the morning and my brain wakes up a little bit, it's like, and what about this? And I'm like, shut up. But I think as well, one thing I've learned is, oh, you know, but you you don't you're not answerable to a boss. You're your own boss. No, you're not. Like if you have four clients this week, you have four bosses this week. You know, yes, they can't say you have to sit in this chair and you're not allowed to leave until five o'clock, but you still, you're still answerable to people. They're still yeah. paying your invoices. Your brain doesn't stop. Absolutely. <laughs> My brain doesn't stop. No, my brain doesn't stop. I know, like, you know, I'd be on family holidays and my mum always says, oh, she's always working. She's always at the end of the phone. I am, but I do love, I honestly do love everything that I do. So I, I don't mind. And if I do, like, I mean, you you said that journey of self-development. Um, and I think people are getting that much younger these days. It, I probably didn't realise the importance of my own self-development until my late thirties and my own self-care most importantly mm-hmm. I was just on like a, I was just running I was that hamster on a wheel I was just running and um, doing as much as I could do getting it done and then you know hey I'm, I'm not sure I like the word burnout because I think it happens to everybody yeah so and I don't necessarily always think it's a bad thing when it happens for the first time because if it doesn't happen to you how do you know what you should be doing yeah it's like a a moment of realization of wait a minute something's not right here yeah no because I have like I haven't been like this like I this I'm only like this since I had my daughter because my wheels came off after I had her I remember when I was going on my maternity leave one of the like the bosses was like she'll be back after six months there's no way she'll go off her game at home with a baby with nothing to do it's just not Pamela and I like it, having my baby was like, oh, my God, my brain just can't do this anymore. It's too hard. Yeah. It is mad, though. And I think, you know, baby, you know, like the last three weeks you, we were speaking earlier and I've traveled so much. This weekend, I was so tired, I couldn't sleep. Yeah. I hate and and that, com- that comes later in life as well. <laughs> when you hit the old perimenopause and the hormones. <laughs> it can physically stop you from sleeping so I think sometimes it's good like I I'm I'm not I'm not a tablet taker I always like to feel the pain so that I know where the pain's gone I don't like false senses of security and I feel like that with my own health as well um that I need to to know when I'm when I'm too deep in so that I can go and nurture myself out yeah that's one thing I learned is I think when you have a very busy brain like me and you, like I never thought I was an anxious person, but it was my baseline was anxiety. I just didn't know because I was never not anxious. But now I've learned what anxiousness feels in my body. And that's the only way I can tell I'm anxious because my brain is just constantly going. So I can tell, wait, wait a minute. I know this feeling. This shouldn't be happening. This means something's going too far. So I'm going to have to figure out what it is and get it calm back down again. And I can only do that in my body. And I I, I, I agree with that as well. I'm like not mad about taking too, 
like medications unnecessary. Now I think there's a place for them for a lot of people, but unnecessarily. Like I, I don't like taking things. I don't have. No, to. I like I like to feel it all. Life, life for me is about feelings. And people are probably tuning in going, I thought this is a business podcast. But do you know what? If you don't feel good and you're not right, you're no good in business. It's that no. simple. Yeah. Um, a really good example, actually. So obviously, before I got so busy, I suppose. In 2018, I just worked with my husband in our Pilates studio. We got married in the New Year's Eve. We didn't think we could take a holiday together. We'd always worked together. We took a week off and went, oh, my God, that was just so simple and so easy. We'd been so scared to do it. We hadn't traveled together for 12 years, more or less. Um, and then we went, right, future now, future holds, one weekend a month, different city in Europe. And we still do it. Well, I do I do it even if you can't make it. <laughs> but you have to be well. You have to be happy. If you're not happy, you're no good to your clients. You're no good to your business. And you just get in the doldrums. Yeah, no, definitely. Because at the end of the day, like, that, you're, it's you, it's your mind, especially if you're working on your own. Like, I like kind of, I've started going into Republic of Work once a month just to sit in a co-work space because it's just nice. And now my husband works from home again we're still married <laughs> but we're okay. in separate rooms and I just get lost and I I forget to eat when he's not home because he comes in to go are we having lunch because I just get I get so sucked into things but it is just you in your head and if you're not like minding it, it the, the wheels can come off pretty fast especially when you're running your own business amazing so for me I suppose um I know we, we chatted for such a long time about doing this, and I think it's really important to, to demystify working for yourselves. And it is things like, you know, you said earlier, oh, I'll join that when I'm good enough. Or, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of clients all say to me, oh, I haven't got a business card yet. Or, you know, back in the day, it used to be headed paper. Now it's, I need to do my signature on Google or whatever. I'm I'm one of those people. I'm just like, just do it. Just do it. Just get started. I can't stop faffing about. If yeah. you don't get started, you won't make mistakes. And if you don't make mistakes, you don't learn fact. Yeah, you don't. And I, because I, I was definitely like that as well at the start, without a doubt. But now, and, and, I, and I'm like the operator, the back end, streamline everything. So it's very hard for me to go out unprepared because I feel like that's what I do is I build out the back end of things. So how can I sell myself if my back end is chaos but the most important thing in starting a business is just visibility and selling like like profit will build out your back end and profit will streamline your processes but you have to get the profit you have to sell to get to that and it's yeah it's getting out experimenting figuring it out as you go and learning with all of that as well so when it comes to like the fact we, we just get started we're going along and I suppose we all look we all scroll on the old social media and um, I see a lot of things on social media that drive me a little bit mad when it comes to business one of them is constantly talking about the six the seven figure the you know you should be doing this you should be doing that it actually frustrates me I've met a lot of these people and I'm not they're all lovely people lovely people however when someone starts dictating to me what I need to charge because they're justifying what they charge. That's just add me. a zero, Shan. Just add a zero. <laughs> well, it's isn't it? Just add a zero to that because you're worth it and you're amazing. And and uh, 
But it, it really grates on me, I have to say, because yeah. when someone's trying to tell you what to, to charge somebody because you're completely underselling yourself and you're worth more than that, they're actually only justifying what they're charging you. Mm-hmm. And that to me is called network marketing uh, or pyramid selling. And it's against the law, I thought. Oh, it's totally unethical, like in that shape of a pyramid. I see that too. And one thing that I'm always saying as well is, just because somebody's making 10k months or their revenue is they always talk about the revenue and the yeah. turnover no one talks about profit like how much are they spending on their coaches or mentors or whatever or are buying in their products at to get there i've seen companies turn over millions and make a loss you know Turnover means nothing as a standalone figure, nothing at all. It's just throw a number at a wall. Like it's great to have if you can get it and it means they can sell themselves. But are you running a profitable business behind that? Yeah, so important. And I'm not going to sit here and say, don't invest in yourself to have that. Like I love, listen, I, I like to run businesses at zero. I don't want to pay any any extra to tax money. <laughs> if I get to the end of the year and there's some money in the pot, I'm, I'm developing myself. I'm booking a course. Yeah. I'm buying, you know, new machines. I'm doing something because I'll reinvest it into the business or into myself, which is the best investment you will ever make mm-hmm. is into yourself. However, be aware of who you're investing that with. That's all. Or, or you know, or what, um, what certificate you're going for. You know, yeah. a certificate of attendance isn't going to help you if you decide to travel to Australia. No. You know, you need to be with the right people, reputable people. Um, And another thing I see actually online an awful lot is, uh, and I was actually going to do a skit on this, of, um, oh, I am going to teach people how to start business. And then somebody (laughs) said, you know, how many businesses have you started? Oh, well, I did start a business last year, but it didn't work out. So I decided I'm going to show people how to start a business anyway. Because that's, that's now the my... advice being given because and they've gone to a coach who's told them, well, you did this one, see one, do one, teach one. That's the model that's going around these days, which is fine. If you see one, do one, you can teach me one, but don't charge me a premium to teach me. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> like when I started out, I mean, I did so much for free when I started out for, for a long time. Um, and then I always had two price, price brackets, which I still do to a certain extent because I love working with SMEs, but I also love big business as well. Um, and so, yeah, I definitely would not charge people starting out the same price. I just, I just same. morally can't do it. Yeah, I have two aspects as well. Like I have big business that I work with and I'm like the board kind of. But then I have like, and I do, I do an awful lot of work for free with smaller businesses and just really discounted prices, you know, because it's just a different market. And I'm giving such different advice as well to them. You know, it's not mm. as it, it's, you know, supportive. It is kind of coaching, but it's from, you know, from a consulting perspective. But yeah, yeah it's the it's that and the single solution providers as well Um, that like, oh, this this is their business model for you for every business or you know this is the one thing and this is the only way to do it like yeah. I I'm and if you're a specialist in in that one way or that one model fantastic if you. that's what the business is needed but not everyone needs that and if you're selling that to every business then that's a red flag as well for me yeah every business is play-doh to me everybody because we all have different strengths needs wants 
Um, every business does too. And we all know, and if we don't know after the last few years, you have to be able to mould to changes, be flexible. Um, I'm not even going to use the word pivot because that, <laughs> that just drives me mad. But you have to be flexible. And actually, yeah. women in business, like we're good at being flexible. Like we're we're really adaptable. So um, I think that's, yeah, it's really important. No business is a template um, or comes out of a book. Um, no, because even if like, even if your business is the exact same as my business, like is your market, the, like are the people you're selling to the same? Your energy is different to my energy. Your own personal experience, traumas, everything makes you different to me. So we, we, we're not always going to be exactly the same. Nothing is every copy and paste, you know. I know. What's your, what's your biggest ick? Can we call like, it an ick? It's very Love Island, isn't it's it? It's unethical selling like that. Yeah, just stay over that. See one, do one, teach one at a premium. Yeah. You know, that, that's like, I've built two websites. I am not a website designer. The second website I built for free, the payment was babysitting. Because I am, I will not yes. like charge somebody to build a website, but I know there's people out there saying, oh, you've built two websites. You should sell that service now, you know, and I think that's unethical. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> and I know there's people who will freak out over that, but I just, that's how I think. Well, do you know what? If you're freaking out, it's probably because you're doing it. Mm. Or actually, do you know what's unethical about it? And what annoys me the most is they sell to people that don't know any different. And you only know what you know. So a lot of the time, we spoke about this before, I could be mopping up problems. Someone will come to me and say, I paid for a website. I paid X amount of grand. And now I don't have my passwords or this. And, and I'm like, well, what company was it? Let me speak to them. And they're like, oh, it was my friend's son, Johnny's best mate. And I'm like, don't do that. No. No, don't. don't. And it, do I've seen that as well. It's But it was, the you know, the girl down the street use them but if they're going to charge you a fortune of money for it like you want to make sure there's experience there you know and I'm not even about talking about like certificates and qualifications no. because give me somebody who's been doing it for donkey's years over somebody fresh out of college with a certificate even if they spent four years studying because in my, especially in accounting when I see like the fresh face oh we we know what to do it's never the same in practice no. it's always done slightly different um, so it's experience stands for so much more. It really does. I always, you know, look, simplify it. When I would employ a nail technician in my salon, the first hundred sets of nails she did weren't that great, you know, because it takes time and experience to understand the nail bed, etc. And then after about hundred nails, you'd be bloody brilliant. Um, yeah. Up to then, you're learning. And you're allowed to do, actually, I was doing a talk at the weekend. And um, so I recently became an oxygen advantage teacher. So teaching breath. Now, although I've taught breath for 12 years as a Pilates instructor, oh, yeah. Yeah. it's really different. So when they put my name on the talk, they put breath specialist. And I said, take that down straight away. You can put movement specialist. I've been doing it for 12 years. But actually, what I've just learned has turned what I thought was right on its head so this journey is now starting for me from scratch it's all yeah. new so please take that down you can put wellness advocate you can put business entrepreneur you can put movement specialist but you cannot put breath specialist because I am not yet 
but give me 12 months of this new technique, then you can put that up. Yeah. Um, so be aware of how you present yourself as well. I think that's really, really important. And when you're at the beginning of your journey, you know, you are, if you know something more than somebody else, 100%, you are the expert over them but not the expert in your field yet. No, and, and I think the, the problem with that as well, especially as women, is I know myself, I'm like, I see people like call themselves strategic consultants. I know on paper, there's nobody would argue that I'm not a strategic consultant because of my background and my experience, but I still don't feel the confidence to call myself because I know strategic consultants at the top of their game I know thought leaders who've published papers and articles so that's who I compare myself to and I go but I, I'm not him you know and I because I, I know him he's in my phone I can ring him for advice and I do and he is a strategic consultant but I see people online who have maybe like like five percent of my experience who call themselves strategic consultants and I, it's like I, I'm not putting myself out there, but that's, you know, my issue as well. And as coaches will say, that's a mindset issue for me. It's finding that balance because that women, as women, we hold ourselves back. But there is a massive industry of see one, do one, teach one, charge a premium. And that is what I really, really don't like. And if, like that, if you're triggered, that's, you know, that's probably. Yeah. I'd say if it's at. annoyed you, that conversation, you're probably doing it. And if it's triggered you, you probably bought it. <laughs> Yeah, and we've all bought it. I've bought from people like that. You know, we've all done yeah. it. But yeah, we... oh, no, listen, I think it's absolutely fine. And like I say, you've got to make some mistakes. But I would, I always say to people, people always say, no, what's the one tip you give people starting out? And I always say, ring me. <laughs> Don't spend any money till you ring me because I'll I'll tell you if that's good value or not. Because I, I that's all I do in my job is refer people to people. And Same. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know about you, but like I have a bank of people and some will be at what, you know, somebody rings me and goes, Sean, can you refer people to me? I offer this, that, that. I'm like, give me the price point. And I'll, I'll, I either say to them, that's not my people or listen, I'll keep it there for you. But, um, you know, most of the people that I work with, we try and keep their budgets as low as possible, et cetera. So. Yeah. yeah. And I think that because like that as well, like I, I know what I do, but I, I, I'm constantly referring people out because I'm like, either I don't enjoy the work or I just feel like I'm not a specialist. So I send you to a specialist, but I'm like, I'd be good all rounder, but I, I, I know where you need to go. I won't do yes. it for you. I'll tell you where to go. I won't charge you to tell you where to go, but I've seen so many people out there that are saying, oh yeah, I can do that as well. Yeah. And they can't, yeah. they can, or they've done it once before because they want to keep you in their net and it's yeah. being able to read that and find that person. You know, if if they can provide all the solutions for you, that's a red flag for me. I've been in meetings with people before. And I remember the sales manager was like, Pamela, the answer is always going to be yes. Because I was like, can we do this? Can we do that? The answer will always be yes. Now, we didn't work with that company. In the end, they were like a software development company. I was like, you're not good at everything, you know. <laughs> no, and it's impossible. And who wants to be? Do you know what I mean? Like, no. uh, that I said to you earlier, a client asked me to do some stuff last week and I was like, look, I can do it for you. I'm more than capable. However, you're not using me to the best of what yeah. I'm good at. You know, you're better to use me to implement this because that's what I do. I'm an operator. So I'm a solution strategist. I can implement things and I can get the team together. That's that's 100% my strength. Yeah. Um, 
writing and making reports and doing papers. That is not my strength. It really isn't. However, I can do it. It's no problem. I've had to do it. But that's another reason why I started working for myself, because I hated doing all that stuff. Yeah, same. I'm like, yeah, we're just the same person, really, copy and paste. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, mad. but it is, though, because it's like, yeah, I'm... I'm on to, I'm gone in spirit. Once I've solved the problem, I know what the name, I know who the killer is. I've left the room in spirit, tying up those little loose ends. Just, I have to sit down, set a timer, really tie myself in to do that stuff. It just, I hate it as well. But uh, no, it's good. But anyway, let's talk about the pod and what we're going to be doing. Um, So guys, we called it Unpacked. Because initially, I suppose, well, initially it was about this book, wasn't it? It was about the diary of a CEO. Well, it is. It is about the book. Yeah. We're going to start <laughs> with the book. But, um, Season one. <laughs> yeah, we're both avid listeners of, of the pod um, and of Stephen Bartlett. And I would say, to be fair now, I borderline obsession. Small bit. Okay. <laughs> Okay, well, not so much. <laughs> not so. He's, but yeah, but he, I think he's great. I love the pod. I love listening to it. I love the people that he has on it. And obviously, he just brought out the thirty-three laws of business and life. And for me, I was like, okay, he's accumulated all of the information from all these amazing people that he's interviewed. How will he put it together? And obviously, I'm very aware that Stephen Bartlett is a lot younger than me. He could be my son. Um only just got a girlfriend, hasn't yeah. had kids. Do you know what I mean? So because it was business and life, it really interests me because I'm like, what is he going to teach me about life at this stage in my life? Um, and so I was like, we need to unpack this book yeah, and to see if it's, if it's of any use to us, I suppose. If it's all it's cracked up to be as well. Yeah, but I'm very aware of that as well. Like he doesn't have a family. He has a very specific view on life. Um, and that he's done amazing things. He's done a lot. And he's come from a harder background as well. You know, he didn't have, you know, a very privileged upbringing either. You know, working class parents and he struggled himself for a period of time. But so I think he kind of said, you know, his view is we, you know, if I struggled, I understand if you have to, you can go without money for a while. Look what I did. You can't do that when you have a family and you can't do that when you have people depending on you or on a mortgage and, you know, get to a certain stage of life. It yeah. is very different. It is different, but I, and, and I, I'm only, I'm halfway through the book. Um, and I know straight away in, in, in the first section, I was like, oh, I can't wait to start diving into this because I completely agree with like, you know, number one, but is it in that order? And yeah, so I suppose devil's advocate um, in me was coming out. And, um, but yeah, so we're going to be unpacking some business books, some business myths. Um, We will bring people on when we feel that we want to do so. Um, And sometimes we just might have a catch up. But I want this to be a place, I suppose, for me, this pod is all about, um, well, therapy. (laughs) (laughs) a rant (laughs) yeah therapy for me because sometimes it's good to get it off your chest and I I suppose it would be nice I will be calling shit out you know I always say to people don't do that to people I will come and get you um but to start with I think um we're going to really dissect that book for our first few episodes anyway yeah yeah that would be I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. I'm I'm about three chapters left. 
Um, okay. But no, I do. I know I do like the book. I do. There are some things. All right. I'm like, mm, yeah, you know. I was when I was reading it, actually, in Portugal, the amount of notes. And I know you're the same. You've got uh, notes all over the place. Um, but but I look, we're, we're going to do that. What do you want to get from this pod, Pam? Um, I just kind of want to I definitely want to find out what your viewpoints on it are, because I know we think similarly. But um you know, you're you're in business a lot longer than me as well. You know, I've seen a lot. I've done a lot of. I've, well, I suppose I've been working in business for like I think I actually counted the other day. It was eighteen years, which makes me feel very bloody old. Mm. But you know, your experience is quite different to mine because your experience is in a lot more small business as well. You know, um, whereas mine will be in more kind of corporate level and larger businesses. So it'd be nice to see kind of the viewpoint. But I've just recently found out I've ADHD as well so I'm navigating all of that so my view on you know personal growth and you know keeping yourself healthy and your mind healthy is um it's interesting to read things in his book because I'm like I always question has he got ADHD the way he speaks and his own personal experience and things it's very interesting I think most entrepreneurs have an element of it as well because you know, it's the ideas and the ideas and the ideas, but so it's be interested to see. I think I think everybody is is some way, shape, or form on the spectrum. I don't think a, a good entrepreneur could not not be because you, <laughs> have, you have to have that fearless head. Um, you know, I've always said I've got, I've got that real dyslexic brain. It's a real power to have mm-hmm. that because I see things people don't see I look at things in a different way I use the word disruption quite a bit people think that uh, I use it to disrupt things no disruption means to look at things in a different way to open people's minds up in a different way and I think to have that superpower like you have um is really really special I'm super needed and you're completely right you know we have these conversations I am very small business I've worked with entrepreneurs my whole life I've sat around the corporate table for 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 you know 15 20 years of my career but I always worked as an entrepreneur within that business um so when I went to work for myself actually it wasn't massive change for me because I always ran every business like it was mine anyway same yeah I'm like that when I'm in a business I'm like yeah. but always thinking about we should be doing this and we should be doing this and what else could we be doing and yeah and I think yeah that's you'll always do well in any business when you're like that and people see that in you as well but you're like you're harder to manage <laughs> yes. like, I'm definitely harder to manage from that perspective absolutely yeah we're, we're built to work for ourselves but uh, look I'm really looking forward to this journey um I suppose if anybody's got any questions, they can drop us an email. They can yet yeah, to Sean Horn or to yours. Um, what's your email address? It's Pamela at monarchbusiness.ie or hello, hello at monarchbusiness.ie. It's probably easier because you remember the both of them. Absolutely. And mine is just hello at seanhorn.com. And yeah, um, we'll answer any questions if we need to answer them week by week. Uh, I think it's going to be an amazing journey. We can tag the email addresses in the show notes as well. And actually, yeah, because if you do have any questions about your own business, like we love a nasher, we love to figure something out and solve a problem for somebody. So definitely send them in. Yeah, do send them in and we will discuss them and we will come up with some solutions for you. Fabulous. See you in the next episode. The music used for the opening and closing of this podcast is titled Pleasant Porridge by Kevin McLeod. Incompetech.com.
licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0. www.creativecommons.org forward slash licenses forward slash by forward slash 4.0.